Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. NBL season starts uh, tomorrow night. Cannot wait for this. Um, every year I think we say this over the last few seasons, but um, it's shaping up to be the biggest uh, NBL season on record. The, the competition goes from strength to strength to strength. It is in as good a position uh, as it has been. Sorry, Saturday it starts, uh, October 1st. The Melbourne Phoenix are hosting the Tassie Jack Jumpers. So the two newest teams in the competition will go head-to-head to kick off the season. One man's name who I was very, very happy to see uh, in the press release today by the NBL talking about all the new voices that are joining the NBL broadcast team. But as long as this man's voice is there, with a couple of others as well, uh, Pete Hooley, uh, then I'm a very happy man. Uh, Pete, hello, mate. Thanks for having me, mate. Uh, it's been a little while since you and I spoke. You know, we used to host an NBL show together once upon a time, you and I. We did, no. I used to enjoy getting in <laughs> and shooting it up and, and having a chat about everything that's going on. Uh, so, very exciting. Just to, first and foremost, the, the new colleagues that you've welcomed uh, into the NBL call team, uh, it's just going from strength to strength and therefore needs uh, a bigger roster. So, our favourites are there, of course, Andrew Gay's. Bernard Copeland, Corey Homicide, Williams, your good self, Shane Heal, Damian Martin, uh, the man I think is the best basketball caller in the country, Jack Heverin, uh, of course, and then you've got Nerly Meadows and, uh, and Derek Rucker, Brad Rosen, Damon Lowry, John Casey, um, Matty Russell, Joe Healy, um, Drew Jones as well, uh, Jenny Screen, of course, but they've added some new voices, um, Joey Montagna. Um, Saints great, over 300 games, uh, calling the pants off AFLW games, AFL games, but now dipping his toe in the basketball water. He's joining the team alongside Aaron Phillips, uh, a dual sports superstar, former WNBA champion and uh, an AFLW champion. There's Adam Gibson, Alison Nicholson's going to call games, Annalie Maley, Beck Cole, Brett Maher and, and Joel Peterson, who's a Bendigo boy, who's going to call some of the action as well. Exciting times, Pete. Yeah, it is. Uh, I saw the release, and I've, I haven't had a whole lot to do with the with the new names yet. But I'm excited to definitely get in there. It's going to be a fun season, and I think they've got a few different. I think they've got a few different things planned in terms of how the broadcast will run. A bit different to years past. So, looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. Um, given that Isaac Humphreys has just been offered a fine for his view on the state of the referees, did you want to roll the dice on that one as well, mate? Oh, I, I didn't actually. I thought he, I thought he was a bit, bit, bit tough there. I thought he might have got stitched up a little bit, but that's. Uh, it's, I guess it's the way it has to be when you when you're a player and um, when you talk about referees. I think that uh, I think they've got better each year. To be honest, yeah. I remember when I first yeah. came to the league, uh, where, where they were at. I think they're continually learning, like the rest of the league, and the coaches challenge helps, and 
Uh, I think the actual stats of the coaches' challenge last year were that the, the referees were correct the overwhelming majority yes. of the time. Yes. Uh, so there's there's one side of it. But the, the big question, I think, going into this year, which Isaac was probably discussing, was the big man. And that's something that's it's, it's always changed, I think, for the referees. And uh, it would be hard to do to change from year to year. You remember when Bogut came in and now Baines has come in. So the big guys are a lot stronger than, than us little guards. So a lot of it is, well... Baines is the strongest player in the league now. What does he? What can he get away with just based on his strength compared to maybe those more agile bigs like an Isaac Humphreys who aren't as strong as, as Baines? So I, I don't envy them. That's a tough job to have to do, but someone has to do it. And, and the other thing that I, I think as well when it comes to the refs is I've noticed uh, from the games that I've called that the, the big improvement since they installed a core group as full-time Referees, I think that the, the, the standard jumped up noticeably from that point and will only get better as, as they help the other guys uh, develop as well. So, um, I, and I think this year too, um, essentially, Dwayne calls it the uh, the implementation of the stand rule, but just explain the new rule in regards to the charge circle for those who aren't aware as we head into the season, please, Peter Hooley. Well, basically, yeah, the, the, we, for so long, the charge circle underneath the hoop was put in a few years ago that if, if you're in there, if you have a foot touching uh, that circle and there's an airborne player, that it, it's a no-call. But now it's going to be called a block. So if you have any foot touching that charge circle and someone uh, comes and makes contact with you as they're going up for a lap or a dunk, you're going to get uh, a foul against you, which I think is great because of the athletes that we have in the NBL and the athletes to continue to come in. We want to see dunks. We want to see players who aren't afraid to come down the lane and try and throw it down on other players' heads. And uh, if you're bold and bold enough to get in there and, and want to put your body on the line, then you've got to be prepared to either take off from a lot further out or just get out of the poster. So the image that comes to mind straight away is Mitch Creek on Matthew Delavadova last year in the one of the dunks of the year. Right. That's, and that's yeah, exactly right. We, when you're backing back, and I think a lot of it is you see players beat someone off the dribble at the top of the, the key or, or in the corner, and that helps side defender who comes across and just tries to put their body on the line late to take a charge. You're basically saying you've got to be there way earlier to meet them outside the circle, or you've just got to try and meet them in the air to make a highlight play. So uh, I think it'll take a little bit of getting used to, but it's going to be great for the game and great for the highlights. Uh, all right, you've written your full season analysis. Where's your team at for NBL 23? Before we just go through and get a little bit from you on each team as we head into the season, how good has the off-season been from a recruiting point of view when you look at some of the names that have come either back to the league or into the league? I mean, you don't have to look much further than Aaron Baines, uh, who's an NBA champion in his own right with the Spurs, um, with the injury that he, the freak injury he sustained with Australia uh, at the Olympics. And now he's back has been killing it in the NBL Blitz. He'll suit up for the Brisbane Bullets with Tyler Johnson, who's got a ton of NBA experience. I think most recently he was with the Brooklyn Nets. That's just one team. And every team's gone out there and got world-class imports or, or players onto their roster. Yeah, they have. I think, look, at the start when uh, we lost a lot of big names and we've seen it for the last few years where the Asian market just pays uh, such big money that really can't be matched anywhere else outside the NBA that we're losing some of our, our big talent. And then we see guys like Delhi and Jack White at the NBA looks, and they look like we were losing some major talent. But then the influx, I mean, the imports you mentioned, there's going to be some incredible imports throughout the league. I think the majority of teams have elected to go with three imports, which means they're using all the maximum spots. 
Uh, and then we've got some high-quality uh, local talent that are still here and the young guys coming through. So, as you said, it, the NBL's never been in a better position and I'm looking forward to seeing that continue to grow this year. All right, uh, let's just go through a little bit uh, in alphabetical order, Pete Hooley, uh, because people should make sure they read the detailed article, mbl.com.au, where your team is at for NBL 23. Um, let's start with the 36ers. So a couple of people have already heard tip the 36ers as a real championship contender. Why? I mean, they've just absolutely reloaded. By far, they've got the most talented roster on paper, 1 through 12 or 1 through 11. Uh, they've got every piece they need. Two proven imports in Robert Franks in Cleveland have made the switch to go down to Adelaide. Mitch McCarron looks re-energised. They've got some youngsters. Kai Soto ready to really take his game to a new level, and they've got a really good bench unit as well. So they've got by far the most talent, but can they put it all together? We'll, we'll find out. Uh, Craig Randall, I, I read in your article, in the G League, 26.7 points per game, uh, and in your terms, a walking bucket. Um, so they've got, you know, they were uh, seventh for scoring last year. They look like they've really um, improved in that offensive output. And when you've got a guy handling the rock like Mitch McCarron, uh, he's going to find him. Yeah, he is. Craig Randall, I think he's going to be a lot of the make or break for their season because he can score at such an incredible clip. But how often do they need that as, as a team when you've got so much talent around? I think if they have anyone that averages over 17 to 18 points a game, I don't think they're as successful as they could possibly be just because of how deep they are. All right, what about my Brisbane Bullets, please? Uh, Aaron Baines we've spoken about, Tyler Johnson we've spoken about, but um, they re-signed Nathan Sobey, which was an important piece to that. Um, what, are you ex- what are your expectations for the Bullets? Well, firstly, we need to know, are you, have you got your Bullets hat on yet or are you waiting a few rounds before you pull that one out? I've actually got my Callaway hat on uh, at the moment. Uh, hello and oh, thank oh, to the very good people at Callaway. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, if you haven't used your Callaway Chrome Soft the- Ball, by the way, um, you, you're wasting your time. Um, <laughs> you, you get that ball and you're automatically a better golfer. Oh, we'll be putting the Bullets hat on for the season opener, but where do you think they're at? Oh, I think, look, they've, they've just taken leaps and bounces last year. The, the style of play alone is contrastingly different to what we saw in the last couple of years. I think it's an unselfish style. It's heavily focused on the defensive end. and uh, It's really fun to watch the way they go about it. The only concern, again, is going to be health. Nathan Sobey's injury isn't one of those injuries that you just rest and, and become good all of a sudden. He's kind of going to have to be nursed through the season at times. So how that works out for them is going to be a bit of a juggle. So your expectation on them? I would say top three, I would say, I reckon. There we go. That's what I like. Um, Cairns Taipan. So on the rebuild, they've got an exciting group of players. Uh, Adam Ford is, is as passionate a coach um, as you will see. Uh, I, I love this last year, and you mentioned in your article that he was willing to take a pay cut to keep a couple of his uh, favourite players. Um it's only a couple of years ago that Cairns were a top four side. Um, they've fallen off a cliff pretty steeply, but... Um, can they start the rebuild and work their way back up the uh, NBL ladder this year? Well, yeah, it'll be tough. I mean, they've only got two players who have played over 70 NBL games, so they're very young, but they're going to be exciting to watch. They're actually probably going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch, and uh, if it's not your team playing, they're going to be one that you want to tune in with because of how fun and, and fast they're going to play. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. If they're making those threes, they're going to be a chance to beat anyone. But if they don't or have one of those nights where it's not all going their way, they could find themselves on the, on the bad end of a, a pretty brutal loss. So 
We'll see how it goes. I think they're going to be fun to watch, but I don't expect them to really give us finals a massive shake this year. Uh, Illawarra top four side last year. They've lost some. They've gained some. Um, it's hard to get a gauge on are they a better team on paper going into this year than they were last year, or um, has what they brought in sort of balanced out what they lost? Oh, it definitely hasn't balanced out. I think they've had by far the most turnover since last season in terms of their key pieces, losing four of their five best players. Uh, they brought in a young guard from America, Justin Robertson, who is going to be really, really fun to watch. He's one you can look at for potentially an all-NBL-type season. Uh, they've got a couple of other guys who are looking for those second chances or coming back from injuries in Mango Mathiang and Deng Deng. Uh, if they play defence, uh, Jacob Jacobus, who's taken over from Brian Gorgian, he knows how important it is on the defensive end. So, look, I think it'll be tougher than years past, but they've got enough pieces there where if things click, they'll, they'll be fun to watch. Uh, we're speaking to Pete Hawley, uh, NBL champion in his own right and a massive part of the NBL broadcast team, uh, which got announced today. Uh, you can find all the details on the NBL website, but his, his comprehensive season preview is there as well uh, before the opening tip-off between the South East Melbourne Phoenix and the Tassie Jack Jumpers at John Kane Arena Saturday night. Melbourne United, so speaking of teams with big turnover, um, they, they lose big in places, Melbourne United, obviously Matthew Delavadova, one of those off the back of... He's gone back to the, the NBA, the Sacramento Kings, giving him a lifeline. The year before, it was Jock Landale uh, heading over. And um, this year, uh, he's with Phoenix now. Uh, and then Jack White has gone back to the NBA. Oh, has got his first chance uh, in the NBA uh, as well with Denver. Have they brought in enough to cover them, Pete? What are your expectations for United uh, this season? Well, look, about uh, a week and a half ago, I think they were, would have been uh, having a big shake for, for the finals and especially the title. But losing their, their German next star, Ariel Hook-Porty, yeah. to a ruptured Achilles in the blitz, I think definitely set them back uh, a little way just because of, of he's irreplaceable. The next star, he's not a roster player you can bring in. So they have to try and think about if they end up finding another piece, which I'm sure they're going to look at, that means someone else has to make way uh, for that to be able to bring someone in. But they've got Ray John Tucker, who's an excitement machine. If you're in Melbourne and you want to see some highlight plays and some dunks, mm. you've got to go and watch Ray John Tucker live. Chris Holding will do his thing. And I'm expecting, once things start to click, Dean Vickerman knows how to get a team to click. They'll be contesting for a title. Yeah, Tucker, 39 NBA games. Utah, Philadelphia, Denver, and with the Milwaukee Bucks as well uh, of recent times. Um, New Zealand Breakers, they're... I mean, that, they're the quintessential box of chocolates, Forrest Gump style, aren't they? You never know what you're going to get um, with New Zealand. But, but the great recruit that they had, uh, Will McDowell-White, uh, is back, and that's a very, very good thing. He was phenomenal last year. Yeah, he's, he's set for a massive season, I think. He, he's been given the keys to the offense. He's still so young. He's only 24 years old. Uh, but he knows this is kind of his opportunity to have a breakout year, and they're going to need him to do that, you know, Slotting into that starting point guard role full time, but lose they lost Tom Abercrombie in the blitz yeah. forty six seconds into their games. Got a poke in the eye from Big Aaron Baines and Tory's retina. So apparently the news coming out today is he's unable to fly for at least seven weeks. But they're optimistic that maybe he can play some home games before that. But really, you speak about certain guys that teams can't afford to lose. He was their number one, and it's going to be tough for them to try get things rolling without him. Yeah, one of the toughest defensive matchups uh, in the competition, just that length. He disrupts a lot of players. 
um, and, and including Bryce Cotton at times uh, as well over recent years. Uh, they get Isaiah Liafa back and Tom Vodanovic uh, returning home after they've been with South East Melbourne Phoenix and Sydney Kings respectively. Uh, what about the Wildcats? They missed the finals for the first time in, was it 35 years last season? Yeah, well, yeah, look, I think you can pencil in now or pen in however you want to do it. It's not going to happen again. They'll be in finals this year. So I'm really taking over. Bryce Cotton citizenship supposedly is coming this season, which we've heard for the last three years, but they've still got some nice pieces that they've recruited. And as long as Bryce Cotton's running around, you're always going to be contending for a title. Uh, talk to people about Brady Manek, because this guy was a bit of a cult figure in college basketball. Missed out on the draft, which I think surprised a few people, and he's decided that the NBL uh, is the way for him to get back on uh, the watch list for NBA teams. Yeah, look, he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, he's going to be a cult hero in terms of just the way he looks, but uh, he's, a, he's a superb shooter. He plays the four spot, the power forward, and he's got such a quick release. Shoots over 40% from three, so you combine that with what Bryce Cotton can do with the defense watching him, and I think he's in a really good spot to start his professional year. It might be a bit slow to get going once the season starts, but I think the biggest concern is just going to be on the defensive end because uh, you've got the likes of Xavier Cooks, Mitch Creek, Robert Franks, all these all these elite athletes in that four spot. How can he can maintain uh, them on the defensive end is going to be the big question mark. All right, just a couple more to go, Pete Hooley, and we very much appreciate your time. South East Melbourne Phoenix, they've been from essentially season two, they've been in and around the mark um, didn't quite go their way in the second half of last year. Um, where do you see them finishing this year? Well, look, they've been dealt probably the hardest hand any pro sports team before the season starts has had to deal with. In my in my opinion, they've they've four main guys on the offensive end. Four main guys overall have been injured uh, and either out for the start of the season for a, a decent amount of time or maybe coming back just before round one. I think Mitch Creek's the only one who might be that game-time decision on Saturday. The rest, Trey Kell, Gary Brown, the two import backcourt, and Ryan Brockoff aren't healthy yet and will be out for a, a little bit longer. So it's been really unfortunate for them, and they're going to have to trust their supporting cast, the locals, to get the job done. Joe Chi, they got him. United came pretty hard, but he's um, back, and that's going to be a nice addition. When he was on, I mean, he was unstoppable at times. Uh, last year, so that will help uh, in a big way. What about the Sydney Kings? So, uh, won the title, uh, but then have lost some pieces um, as well, but they bring in some interesting pieces too. Justin Simon comes from uh, Illawarra, and him and Xavier Cooks has got a nice look about it. Can the Kings, uh, are the Kings in contention to go back-to-back? Oh, they're definitely in contention. The way Chase Buford plays, uh, they're going to be fun to watch when they get up and about. They lost the three best imports in the league last year, the trio, probably. Yep. Uh, especially the MVP, Jarrell Adams. They bring Gary Walton Jr., who's got NBA experience. He's a, a strong chance to lead the league in assists. DJ Vasilievich will take a step forward. And Xavier Cooks, well, he's had an incredible 12 months and he's uh, going to be an MVP contender, I'd say, by the end of the year. Yeah, it's a good call. And, and a lot of our players, too, that have gone over and spent part of the summer whether it be, uh, well, the winter, playing in the NBL, uh, NBA Summer League as well, which will just a, a great experience for them to come back and bring what they learn and what they experience uh, back into the NBL. What about the Jack Jumpers? So the, one of the greatest stories in NBL history was them making uh, the, the grand final series in their first season in the competition. Um, it, was a, a who, it wasn't a who's who, the roster. It was a who's that 
um, and they just, with great culture and great passion and great team harmony and unity, um, they shocked the basketball world. Uh, have they got another big shock in them? Look, I think they do, strangely enough. Everybody's writing them off. And I, I went up to the Blitz in Darwin and had a look and it just looks like they haven't skipped a beat. They, they want everybody to write them off because they love to play with their backs against the wall. You won't find a better example of what a team is than watching them play. Their imports seem to complement everybody else perfectly. And I think they're going to shock people once again. Well, Pete, um, every year at the start of the year, I get you to uh, give me who's winning the title uh, and who will be MVP. And we normally get you to do just about every other award as well. But why don't we start with title uh, and MVP? Title, I can't go past Adelaide just with that with that amount of talent. Uh, I think they've got proven imports who have changed scenery. I think Adelaide will win the title. MVP? It's hard not to say Bryce Cotton, but I'll shake it up and go Xavier Cooks. All right, I'm going to go Brisbane Bullets, Aaron Baines, double. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, that does, oh, why don't you throw in a Callaway driver as well for something? Uh, well, I, I, I wouldn't mind hanging on to mine, so uh, maybe some of the chrome softballs there as well. <laughs> hey, mate, you're an absolute star. Can't wait to see you in action. Uh, the NBL season is upon us. It starts Saturday night um, with the South East Melbourne Phoenix up against the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Exciting times. NBL going from strength to strength. There's a new-look broadcasting team. Uh, it's just um, all shaping up for a magnificent season. We'll chat to you throughout it. No worries, mate. Thanks, Jeremy. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck, low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.